You're listening to The Blaze Radio Network on demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. Jimbo, let's do this thing. Everybody, welcome to the Bonfire Podcast, where we discuss the important issues. I should say, where I bring up the important issues and i hope you listen along and decide for yourself form your own opinions bring it up to your friends and family and think well, let's start a conversation here what do you think about this concept this movie these ideas let's let's keep talking that's the good stuff let's find the ways that we can come together on things at least in conversation with that being said a little bit of advice the bonfire advice of the week don't drop your phone in the water don't do it Oh, it's so bad. I dropped my phone in the water, and the stupid thing is it's not completely busted, but it's definitely not functional like it used to be. So rest assured, I had to buy a new replacement. Well, I had to have a a, 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 a down payment for one. So I'm out $100. It sucks. But in my industry, with my job, I need technology that works. So I can answer emails, check the news, and do all my work. Not just for Bonfire, but for my day job. So, there's your bit of advice for the week. Here is something I found interesting online. On the uh, the website Medium, you know, the uh, publishing website where anybody can write anything. Although it's not like Thought Catalog, like I mentioned last week. You know, uh, 15 ways to have sex. And you're just like, okay. No, 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 no. None of that kind of trash. You know, at, le- at least not as profuse as you find on BuzzFeed and Thought Catalog. Medium. Here's something from someone called Lauren Holiday. She says, don't let people bully you into work-life balance. Oh, I saw that title and I thought, wait a minute. That is exactly what Bonfire is. It's about that work-life balance. And so when she says, don't let people bully you into that kind of thing, I thought, okay, I need to read this. So I will... uh I'll try to post this on the Facebook page, which has been having issues lately. I would try to add an article, and it wouldn't load. I don't understand. So that's that's been my problem with uh, Facebook and social media, was I would try to share some things, even podcasts, and it just wouldn't load. Uh, maybe it was just the internet at my place. Who knows? Whatever. It was really irritating. So here it is. Quote, Hi, my name is Lauren, and I'm anti-work-life balance. I often get asked about how I maintain a work-life balance. Up until recently, I would have been utterly ashamed to tell you that I have 
no work-life balance. And I love it. I would have only been ashamed because not attempting to keep up a work-life balance today is the equivalent of going to rehab. Okay, so I exaggerate, but you get the picture. So what's causing me to come out of the work-life balance closet now? She explains, there's someone named James Clear. He wrote an article called The Four Burners Theory. And he's saying that there are only four burners in everyone's life. Family, friends, health, and work. And according to James Clear, in order to be successful, you have to cut off one of your burners. In order to be really successful, you have to cut off two. So basically, this one dude is suggesting, look, you have family, friends, health, and work. To be successful, you got to get rid of one of those. To be really successful, you got to get rid of two of those. So you can be the kind of dude that doesn't focus on his family, but only focuses on friends, health, and work. Okay, you could probably be successful. Or you could be really successful and do nothing but focus on your health and your work. Or your health and your friends. Or your family and your work. Any combination. So there are his opinions that life is essentially a bunch of trade-offs. You have to decide, well, how can I deal with... There's only so much time in the day. So what can I do with it? Uh, Lauren Holiday says her favorite option that this writer gives is something called the seasonal outlook on life. You know, you divide your life into focused seasons. So instead of trying to decide between these four burners and thinking, well, let me pick a few of those or two of those that I can focus my time and energy on in my life. She's saying, well, here's what I've done. And apparently she does look like she's actually a pretty successful entrepreneur on her own. She is moderately successful. She's, she's not Bill Gates, but you don't need to be to be able to function in this world. You can, you can make some, a pretty good life not being the top dog. She says, this is what I've done for my life, and it's how any entrepreneur who's feeling guilty for turning down a burner or two should look at her life. For example, I'm a single and driven 20-something who is perfectly fine with turning down all of my burners besides work. All right, now there is just an opinion. And she's, and she's perfectly entitled to that. Good for you. If you want to put aside family, friends, and health and do nothing but work, well then, yeah, go for it. That's, that's your choice. Good luck. And seems to have paid off for her but if you're like me you're someone who thinks well i want it all i want the family the friends the health and the work and so my personal approach is to balance those four somehow some way you know you just do it don't think about it make a concerted effort for each one and you can get along and you can do well okay so to each his own to each his own lauren here Wants to focus on just work. Okay, good for you. Nothing wrong with that. Go right ahead. So she says, Look, the importance of each burner will change throughout your life. Depending on who you are and where you are in your life, different burners are going to be more important to you than others. This is perfectly fine. Don't let people make you feel bad about it. In the words of Nathan Barry, Commit to your goal with everything you have for a season. Okay, so Lauren... I, I respect your article. I respect your thoughts because it challenged me on what, <laughs> what I'm trying to construct Bonfire as, something that says, hey, let's have a life balance. Don't just go hardcore into any one thing. Have a variety in your life. But that's just my personal experience. That was my background, and those are my you know, uh, opinions. Um, so to each his own. 
And this is what this is the kind of like debates that I like to be able to read these sort of articles, and then you know maybe I'll write a response at some point, not necessarily you know fighting her, but just giving an alternative view, saying, well, don't let anybody tell you <laughs> that you can't have a work-life balance, you know, because you can, sure you can. So everybody's different. If you're someone who just wants to focus on family and you just you want to live at home with your mom and have a part-time job that you half-ass at the restaurant, okay. Well, you know, everyone's different, okay? Do what you got to do. Find your own way. If you're someone who's much more driven and you're like, I want to do work and health. Okay, I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to do my job, pay my bills, and I'm just going to take off running. Great. Then good for you too. If you're someone who wants all four, then great. Go for that too. Whatever. <laughs> Go for it. You need to do what, what is going to work for you because we're all different. What's best for you is not best for me in terms of how you tackle your day-to-day. So um, I understand what she's saying that when you can focus on any one thing, then yeah, then all the time and energy that you were spending on the other things, you're now devoting to that one other topic. Okay. That makes sense. And I support that to a degree. My personal feelings, and that's all they are, is that I enjoy my day. I'm able to get through my work days when I know, hey, I got family waiting for me on the other side. I got friends tonight that are excited to see me so we can go out tonight, have dinner, catch up, have a drink, and then call it a day. And then the next day I go right back to work. That's how I like my day-to-day to be. And I'm also a 20-something So when she wants to do a lot of work and turn off the other three burners, I'm one who wants to keep all four uh, going. Are they all going to be blazing? (laughs) No. My my health is suffering. I don't work out nearly as often as I used to, like in college. Because in college, all I had to do was homework and work out because I had a part-time job that I really didn't care very much about. I just knew it was for money, and I did what I could. My only focuses were, foci, well, whatever, (laughs) was work. And working out. Sorry, homework and working out back in college. Now, my focus is work. And I kind of lump family and friends together. Um, I am picky about who is in my life because you only, you only have so many hours in the day. That applies to everybody. I would rather spend an hour with a close, personal, best friend of mine than an acquaintance that I've seen a couple times. That's just me. I am an introvert. I prefer to make some close connections with a, a handful of people, a dozen people, and think, all right, that's good enough. I, I have my support group, and these are the people whose lives I can keep up with mentally and physically. Asking them, hey, how was your day? Well, I can come over this weekend and help you out with that project if you need to. Let me drive you to the airport. I can't do that with dozens of people. I choose not to, but I also can't. I don't have the time. I spend my time doing other things, work-related, personal growth-related, friends-related, all that jazz. So this is what I love. (laughs) So these, these articles, these discussions, you think about it yourself. Are you someone who's more of the, the Lauren type where you're like, yeah, I believe in the, the seasonal approach in my twenties, I'm going to get my act together, focus on my career really hit one out of the park, and then in my 30s, that's when I'll be like, okay, I'm kind of ready to settle down now. Let me see. Let me get out and date, and then I'll focus on family again. 
then when I'm married and have kids, I'll be back to family and friends and work will kind of be off to the side because I will have already made my career, be on the right path. And then when I'm an old fart, I'll focus on family and health so I can stay alive longer to see my family. Whatever. Okay, I can understand that. If you're that kind of person, then you're kind of you're you're the, you're the Lawrence of the world. If you're like the Andrews of the world, you're like I I want all of it. <laughs> Neither one, n- none of them are going to be a hundred percent. I'm not going to be the most physically fit person and healthy person you've ever seen. I'm not going to be the workaholic who's either super productive or lives at his desk at work. I'm not going to be the best friend to dozens of people, and I'm not going to be the perfect son all the time. It just ain't going to happen. I'm more of a fan of the idea of a jack-of-all-trades. I like variety. That's my personal, you know, enjoyment. I've never been someone that just focuses and singles out one topic and I'm just an expert at it. No, I'd rather be well-versed in lots of topics. I'm okay not being the expert in anything. That's just my personality. So there you have it. From the bonfire, take it home, talk to your friends and family, ask yourself, yeah, who, who, who am I? You know, the year of self-discovery. Are you someone who wants to focus in, hone in on something, or you want to have a little bit of a work-life balance? What are you a fan of? This is the bonfire, on demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is The Bonfire, on demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, here's a good old book review from The Bonfire. I I can't say that this is Bonfire recommended because I wasn't absolutely floored. You know, I wasn't blown away thinking, oh my gosh, this has to be shared I'm absolutely baffled now. But it was definitely good. Definitely, it was eye-opening a little bit, a couple chapters. And I enjoyed it when it was time for me to read, you know, at the end of the day. Usually before I go to bed, I think, oh, this is going to be good. I can't wait to open the book and see what else I can learn, what else I can read and discover. That's how I like to spend my evenings, winding down after, of course, I've watched TV, talked to friends, done whatever else in my evening while the light is still out. Then as I'm winding down, thinking, all right, almost time for bed, that's when I usually go to my book, listen to music, and read whatever it is I'm currently reading. Last week, I read something called The Power of When. Discover your chronotype. Chronotype. Hmm. Well, let's see what the book has to say about that. Shall we? You're probably familiar with the term body clock. The mysterious guiding power responsible for making you sleepy at night 
and alert during the day in consistent 24-hour cycles. You're probably also familiar with the fact that most of us don't abide by these clocks. We stay up late, drink coffee to stave off grogginess, sleep in on the weekends. What you probably don't know, though, is that the key to unlocking your full potential is to get back in sync with your natural rhythm. It's time to stop worrying about what to do or how to do it and begin focusing on when to do it. Every person's biological clock is different, and the vast majority of us fall into four chronotypes. Bears, wolves, dolphins, or lions. After you've taken Dr. Bruce's, I'm assuming you say his name, after you've taken Dr. Bruce's comprehensive chronotype quiz to find out which type you are, you'll learn the best time to do everything, yes, everything, from taking your meds, falling in love, telling a joke, making a deal. Packed with fascinating facts, easy-to-follow tips, and advice, the power of when is the ultimate life hack to help you achieve your goals. Now, <laughs> first thing I thought of was like, mm, that's pretty... <laughs> Pretty goofy. You know, the types are bears, wolves, dolphins, and lions. I've mentioned here before on the pod, a while ago, actually, um, I believe, you know, the idea of temperaments, the love languages, your personality type, you know, like INFJ, ENFP, and the love languages of physical touch, gifts, quality time, and everybody has a certain kind of, you know, type. You know, uh, we're not trying to pigeonhole anybody and say, yes, you are this type, period, done, and that's all you are. No, you're, you're, you're deeper than that. Yes, of course. The point of these things, all of these theories, that's all they are, is to kind of help you understand yourself a little bit, thinking like, oh, okay, that kind of sounds like me. Well, maybe if I were to try some of these suggestions, then maybe that might happen. It's all for experimentation, you know, the year of discovery. <laughs> Come on, I can't say it enough. Between your temperament, if you're, uh, what is the, what are some of them? The uh, phlegmatic, sanguine, or if you're a, I was about to say melodramatic. <laughs> if you are a, damn, what are the other ones? I am drawing a blank. And that's what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when it's late at night. Anywho, the power of when. Bonfire, yes, cannot recommend it. Uh, we, I, I do try, I strive to recommend books, movies, TV shows that I think are that just blow me away and are worth sharing with the world. This was just an interesting read. Uh, I found it must have been like from a Mental Floss article that said, hey, from a couple ideas from this book, and then the Mental Floss article went on to a couple bullet points. But then I thought, wait a minute, well, what's the book? Let me click on it and find out. Oh, it's brand new. Okay, I'll, I'll go to the bookstore today and buy it and check it out for myself. It is, let's see how many pages. It's about... Where am I? 300... About 300 pages. Um, so it might seem like a pretty big book, but you actually can blow through this pretty quickly. And it is filled with lots of things saying, like, really, when's the best time to take your medicine? Meaning your body is more prone to accepting the medication and delivering it to the proper parts of the body at certain times of day. And it's all under the understanding that, look, we're human beings, we're supposed to sleep. Certain ones need more sleep than others. Whereas some can get by on five hours, five and a half, and you think, well, how, how is that possible? Well, look, take this little this quiz that this guy came up with, and it's to suggest, hey, you might be this type, meaning you probably need seven hours of sleep. And then my suggestion as the doctor is to say, you should be in bed by 11. If you wake up by 6 a.m., then your type is the one that likes to get up early and have a big breakfast, and then it starts working really hard, and... You know, you kind of hit a slump in your workday about 10 a.m. because then you've already gotten all your work done. Then you kind of 
He uh, lays around. He talks to coworkers a little bit till about two, and then he's giving all these facts—not facts, more studies and anecdotal evidence—saying, "Here's what I've discovered. What do you think?" So that's why I liked it. I liked the book because it made me think. Like, hmm, uh, I did take the quiz. It says that I'm a bear, <laughs> and that is, according to him, most of the population. Like, fifty percent of the population are bears. Those are the ones who. You know, they can stay up relatively late, say 11 or midnight, and then they're like, okay, I'm good to go. Then they go to bed. They wake up at eh, 7 a.m. They have a, a moderate amount of sleep. They're the ones in the middle. Dolphins are the insomniacs of the world. Those are the people who only get five hours, and it usually feels like not enough. And those are the ones that are really struggling with sleep issues. The wolves are the ones who don't even get tired until midnight or 1 a.m. Then the lions are the ones who are just clocked out by 9, 10 o'clock at night. So it's just saying, hey, so you're probably one of these four. If you are, you might have these kinds of habits. And if you do, here's what I suggest for you to help lose weight. If you're having a problem losing weights, then maybe you should try this. Give this a try and see how that helps you reach your goals. If you're someone who wants to work hard at work and really want to hit your stride, then maybe you should do your, your best work and your hardest work from the 10 a.m. hour to, to noon. And then in your afternoon, that's where you can kind of daydream and think up new ways. Okay, how can I help this company? How can I carve out the career that I want? That's where you can be a little more creative. So I enjoyed the book helping me think about, yeah, what are the best times for me to, to write? What are the best times for me to think critically, analytically, or creatively? My job, both daytime and bonfire here, does involve some analytical perspectives, and it has to be creative. So I read this book, and he suggests certain times of the day are better suited for those different needs. And I think, okay, I'll give that a try tomorrow. Let's just see what happens. It's all about trying to learn, find more out about yourself and others, how to get along with other people, help them be their best. I, lo I love all that stuff. It's fantastic to me. I'm starting to really get blown away and sucked into this idea of, okay, let's all find our potential. As new agey and cheesy as it sounds like, oh, let's all come together and hold hands. No. Let's all find what we're best at doing, cover each other's weaknesses, and enjoy life. At the same time, being productive, getting th things done, helping others, you know. And I feel this book is... Worth consideration. There, I, that's what I can say. It is not bonfire recommended, but it is worth consideration. The Power of When by Dr. Michael Bruce. Let's just call him that. B-R-E-U-S. So maybe it's Brius or Bruce, whatever. Dr. Michael. Brand new book came out last month. Give it some consideration. Read the, uh, the preface or the forward online. Go to Amazon. Check it out and think like, is that kind of worth it? Eh, whatever. I don't know. Y'all decide. The power of when. The power of sleep. And Lord knows I need some right now. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. The Bonfire. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog.
All right, so there was the book review. Now it's time for a good old-fashioned bonfire movie review. This one is 10 years old. (laughs) Nevertheless, still worth mentioning. Believe it or not, the movie Click (laughs) with Adam Sandler. Oof. Yeah, I can't say it's... Well, I don't know. Man, that's a tough question. Is it bonfire recommended? Hmm... You know what? I will take a leap here. Leap of faith. Bear with me here. Click with Adam Sandler, that came out in 2006, is, in fact, bonfire recommended. So here, let me explain. We've all seen a number of Adam Sandler movies, okay? We all know the usual jokes. There's fart jokes, butt jokes, peeing, and a little bit of swearing, and overall just, for lack of a better word, retardedness. Thinking like, what is this? Are you a child? Are you mentally handicapped? What is your problem? Yes. That's a lot of the consistent characters he chooses to play. Nevertheless, it's made him super wealthy and successful. So good for you, Adam. Anywho, Click seemed a bit different for me in that, yeah, there were some of those stupid jokes. Of course, it's Adam. But I liked the message at the end of the movie. You, know, you watch the whole thing and you think to yourself, okay, so what was, what was, what was one of the themes of this movie? What was it trying to tell us? What kind of story? And I enjoyed it. I thought, oh, wow, that was actually better than I expected. I expected it just to be some kind of goofy, stupid comedy. But I felt it was a little bit more than that. And I was actually also surprised by the emotion that was in it in a handful of scenes. And they still get me every time. I'm like, wow, wait, so Adam can actually kind of act when he wants to? He's not just up there on stage being an idiot? Oh, okay. Uh... So, here's why. The movie Click. It's a, uh, basically it's about this, uh, architect, who's Adam Sandler, his character. I don't know what he's called, I forget his name. Anyway, he's an architect, the character, and he, he's a hard worker, you know? He goes to his job so that he can pay his bills and take care of his family, his wife, and his two kids. He is driven. He, he's not a slacker, which is good. I like to see the dad in the movie providing for his family. And even though life, when it does get difficult, what does he do? He doesn't bail and say, well, I give up. I'm just going to move out. No. He <laughs> he goes and looks for a remote control because he's just having one of those days and it just was so terrible for him. He thought, look, I need to watch this documentary for work. He just was trying to turn on the TV and more problems. He just got so irritated. He said, okay, geez, I'm going to go find a stupid remote control so I can turn on the damn TV and do my job. And that's where he finds this universal remote control that remote controls your universe that's like the tagline of the movie (laughs) and then the movie begins the good stuff it shows hey uh mr adam character if you want to skip over the unpleasant parts of your life say arguments with your wife uh difficulties with your kids who are they're young you know screaming and having sleepovers all these kind of irritations if you are having trouble at work where you're really just trying to get your career going, you really want to be promoted, and you're, you're really doing good work, but your boss is being just too difficult, well then here, here's the remote that can help you skip over those chapters. You know, whoop, right through it. Next thing you know, it's over. Here's a volume button, and when the dog is barking too loud, you can kind of, you know, dip them down at night, and then the family can sleep in peace. Here's when the annoying kid next door won't shut up. You can just pause and throw a baseball in his face. <laughs> so... 
that idea is fun. You know, you're kind of like, wow, I wish I had a remote control. I could do that. The number of people in my life that I would shut up or the number of times I'd be like, oh, let me pause this moment. Oh, okay, let me play it in slow motion. Whoa, this is cool. And for you to be the only one that has that power, that's, that's a fun idea. It's a good idea. The problem, though, was this remote has a memory, so it learns your preferences. So when he is used to skipping over sicknesses, arguments with his wife, problems at work, and he's getting irritated, he's thinking, you know what? Um, I want to push this one more time. Ah, okay, one more time. Ah, all right, one more time. And he keeps doing it just a handful of times, and the remote starts to learn that. The thing is, it then will do it on its own. So the next time he starts arguing with his wife, without his consent, the remote will just shoot him through it. And next thing he knows, he kind of, you know, not regains consciousness, but he kind of realizes, whoa, wait, what just happened? Oh, I just skipped over another fight. And then he'll look at the clock and kind of wonder, wait, what just happened? How long was that? And sometimes it's five minutes. Other times when it comes to sicknesses, it fast forwards his life seven years. (laughs) And he goes, oh, my God, the remote just fast forwarded seven years of my life. So he's in a crisis now. He's, He's thinking, wow, I screwed up. I was getting irritated over little little nothings, but at the time they seemed enormous. So now I've just fast-forwarded through my life, ruined my marriage, lost my kids. They no longer respect me, and my job, okay, has taken off, and I'm apparently now the CEO, but I feel dead inside. I feel dead inside. At the end of the movie, he says, family first. I like that. Number one, the message. I like how the dad was always a hard worker. And he, he says that point in the movie, too. He says he goes to his wife, look, Donna, I'm not out sleeping around. I'm not going to strip clubs, and I'm not getting high and drunk and doing stupid things. I'm staying up late doing my job so I can give my family the things that I never had, okay? So get off my back. And, you know, unnecessary to yell at your wife. <laughs> but he was making the point. Look, God, I'm trying. I'm trying to do a good job here. Seriously, what is wrong here? He didn't realize it until the end of the movie. Well, wait a minute. Because I was working so hard for the family, the family was the one that actually ended up getting hurt. So he learned his lesson, thinking, you know what, family first. If my boss tries to give me work to do over the weekend, and I put him over my wife and kids, I've now learned my lesson. I'm going to put my family first. Sorry. You know, he still has his job. He's not going to get fired. He'll just reprioritize what's more important to him. So I liked that message, number two. And number three, this idea that, yeah, life is going to be difficult. So... If we had a remote control that could just skip over it, then you're going to miss out on a lot. To get the good stuff in life, you have to go through the bad. You can't have one without the other. Um, It's easy to see anybody maybe who was born into wealth or general ease might be easy for us to look at them and think, you have had a very easy life. I've had it more difficult than you. This isn't fair. I hate you. Maybe. Maybe then those rich people will look at you and think, well, some of them will be like, well, you're, you're beneath me. Okay, some people do that. Others will think, well, you don't know what I've been through. I, I lost a car last year. And you think, my God, well, your, your problems are nowhere near mine, which is the majority of this country or this world. So, you know, everyone has different backgrounds and they grew up in different ways. Okay, nobody chooses to be born. Let's be clear about that, okay? Whatever you're born into, that's what you got to deal with. I like the attitude of this dude, the character, Adam Sandler, who is always trying to work hard to give his family what he didn't have. He realized, look, I had a decent childhood. It wasn't too bad. But guess what? I want to give my family something even better. I'm going to work for it. Then when he gets a little irritated, he's having a down 
downward trend in his life. He thinks, okay, I'm, i got to skip over some of these things. I just can't do it. But when he does that, he also skips over lots of good things and then loses a lot in the process. He then realizes his mistake and tries to, you know, redo his life, you know. Not going to get into a whole lot of details about the movie in case you haven't seen it. But that message of you want the good stuff, you got to fight the, through the bad. And you got to be not happy about it, but understanding. Understanding that when the crap hits the fan, go with the flow. Work through it. You'll get through it. You will. You just have to try. <laughs> okay? It ain't that simple that you could just skip over it. And even if it were, probably not the best idea for you. So, yes, Bonfire suggests you check it out. Just like the book, The Power of When, give Click a chance in case you haven't. And you tell me, as you're watching the movie, and it slowly progresses, that it's not kind of tugging one heartstring. <laughs> Just one! By the end of it, there are a number of scenes that I think like, wow, I was pleasantly surprised, Adam. I thought you were actually pretty convincing there. That was an emotional scene. It felt real, and it made me introspective, made me think about my life, like, wow, okay, I guess I could uh, shape up a little bit myself and not complain so much. So pleasantly surprised that it wasn't some goofy, stupid, immature comedy, although it certainly had some fart jokes, (laughs) of course. But the overall message, and I'd say the second half of the movie, was very surprised, pleasantly surprised. So there you have it. Uh, Don't take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the Chris Salcedo Show. Trump called all Mexicans racist. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. You look at them square in the eye and you say, here's the actual quote, seeing as how you either didn't do your homework or you're too intellectually challenged to actually know the actual quote. The Chris Salcedo Show, weekdays at noon Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Bonfire On Demand. On the Blaze Radio Network. And a quick final uh, D-block, D-segment of the show today. Something that I found on the Daily Mail. Humans will never live past 125 years. The body cannot naturally pass beyond a certain life expectancy. There's the article. New research, well, new research, there it is, suggests that the maximum human age is fixed. People are living longer than in previous decades, but only to a point. No human has ever lived longer than 122, the age reached by a French woman in 1997. So there's a study, that's all it is, a study that says, well, the natural limit to human life is no more than 125 years. Despite humans living longer for each year as the decades and centuries have gone by, there seems to be maybe a final cutoff point. that seems to be the same. No one has yet really been breaking that. There hasn't been a lot of progress in terms of People living even longer in the past couple decades, it seems to still peak pretty much around 125. And, of course, we've all seen the articles out there of maybe one day technology and science can extend the human life for hundreds of years, maybe even infinitely, because you can transfer your brain, your your sense of self to a computer, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, No, I don't think so. Not only do I not think that's possible, but I wouldn't want to do that. And that's really the crux of this segment that I'm getting into. If you could live beyond 125 years, would you want to? The beauty of life, like I just said in the last segment, to get the good in life, you got to also have the bad. 
You can't have one without the other. What makes things so good is the fact that once it's gone, it's gone forever. You're never getting it back. If you go on a vacation with someone, your family, your spouse, whatever, once it's over, it's over. That memory is now with you forever, hopefully. <laughs> God forbid you get dementia or something and forget it. That, uh, Lord knows, let me tell you, that is, I think, one of the worst diseases. Alzheimer's, dementia, that kind of stuff. When you start to mentally lose who you are, that to me is absolutely horrific. That is the worst way to go, if you ask me, to lose who you were. Anywho, if you could live beyond 125, hell, I don't even want to live behind beyond 100. That's just my opinion. Even if I was kind of physically mobile, 100 years, kind of a long time for a human being. Okay, Life is good because it is so short. That forces you to look at where you are and think, am I doing the best that I can? Am I who I want to be? When I die, do I want people to remember? Oh, he was average. Yeah, he was he was okay. No, you want them to be like, no, he was, hell, he started off rough, but then by the end of his life, he really got his act together. He was a good person. He came through in the end. Or he was good all of his life. Whatever you want, the good to be associated with you because you gave it your best shot and got things done, helped others, changed the world, as cheesy that is, changed your community, changed your family, okay? There are ways for you, for people to do that, absolutely. You're not going to necessarily be the next uh, leader of a nation, but you can change your immediate surroundings for the better. Okay, start with yourself, then you can start with others, and things can actually get done. I don't want to live forever. That's an easy thing to say. Not only would you get bored, but then I'd have no purpose in my life. I'd say, why am I here then? I can just be here forever. You get a purpose when you know it's going to end, and that's what does bring all of humanity together, at least right now. That, look, we were all born, and we're all going to die, for sure. Sometime, somewhere, each one of us will be dead. So with the time that has been given to us, let's do what we can to have the best life. Now, that's up to debate. I believe the best life is not only being personally happy and having all these great experiences that are fun and exciting, but also how many people have you helped? How many people have you touched? How many people have you helped grow to be them best selves? We all need to grow together. No one can do it alone. So this idea technology, which is good, and health, and you know, the availability of food and energy and you know, general capitalism, helping us live longer, good. You, know, you do want to be able to see your grandkids, and I'm sure it's very special if you get to see your great-grandkids. Fantastic. Good stuff. But to just keep plugging along and you're just kind of there, you, don't you think you'd be, I don't know, bored? Eventually you'd become pretty useless, and you'd think to yourself, why am I still here? A number of other people have already died and left. Is there something else more to life? Am I meant for this world? Shouldn't I go too? I feel that there is a human element in all of us that makes us think that deep down. Some is more pronounced than others. But I think deep down we're all kind of wondering, is this it? Is this all we have? Or is there something more? Why are we here? What the hell is life? <laughs> What is the point? And if you live forever, then there is no point. You just think, okay, well, whatever, I'm here. I'll do stuff. I'll eventually get around to it. I have forever to do it. I, I don't know. That to me seems directionless. I like to have a point. I like to have a direction, something to shoot for. 
and to do it in a limited amount of time because then that makes everything special. You think, okay, running out of time. Let's get it. Let's uh, see these friends. Let's let's get this project done. Let's travel the world. Let's help this person. Let's read more, grow, educate ourselves, because we only have a finite amount of time before it's done, gone forever. I don't know. Just my opinion. So wrap that around your mind a little bit. Would you want to live more than... Yeah, we'll do 125. Because hundreds, that's kind of cool to be able to say, I've lived for 100 years. I am a centennial. Okay. Pretty cool. And I would say typically by the time you're about 100, you could probably see your great grandkids. All right. I think that's respectable. You know, still puttering around, <laughs> hopefully, of your own uh, your own free will. But more than 125, I don't know. To me, that seems a bit too much. It's super subjective. But to me, that's too much. What do you think? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the bonfire this week to discuss the good stuff. You know, interesting article from Lauren Holiday, I believe was her name about why a work-life balance is not good. Bonfire disagrees, to a degree. Number two, the second block, a book review, The Power of When, on how just important sleep really is to getting your life together. And the segment, uh, the segment, the C segment, about Click, the movie with Adam Sandler. Not bonfire recommended, but you should go watch it. Check it out for yourself. And then the final block here. Do you want to live beyond 125 years? I don't know. I don't. Andrew Herzog does not want to more than 125 years. Find Bonfire on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and the main website, bonfirethoughts.com, where we're still still looking for writers, still looking to keep plugging along, sharing these kinds of thoughts and ideas, trying to generate discussions, because that's what I like to do with friends and roommates. You know, when work is done, hell, even do it at work with your coworkers. Say, hey, I just found this interesting article from Bonfire or anywhere else. And it said this. What do you think about that, John? What do you think about that, Sarah? I like those discussions. It's interesting. You like to be able to probe people's minds and say, what are your thoughts? I enjoy that. But maybe that's just me. And now, it's time for sleep. I need my sleep. Andrew Herzog, out. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand.